You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Whether you are at the end of your rope or have already let go and landed in a place you feel you can't get out, I will have you believing one thing. You can. In life, we get to make choices. You choose the life you want to live. You get to say how it's going to go. We can choose to create a life we love or we can choose to suffer. You have a say in how your life is going to go. First, you have to face them. And we all need a little help from time to time doing that. Visit my site, fixandrise.com, and receive a complimentary motivational ebook today. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Christine Kozachuk. Our guest today is Tracy Bogan. Tracy has lived in China teaching English at the World Exchange College of Language, as well as Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Tracy's life experience is beyond ordinary. As a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, she superheaded a campaign to increase the criminal statute of limitation for sex crimes on children. Her grassroots efforts helped change Wisconsin's law on child sexual abuse. It is dubbed the Bogan Bill. She has also backpacked 75,000 miles. Yes, you heard that correctly. 75,000 miles in six continents through 54 countries. Tracy has made a career of putting herself front and center to show others how to break through their fears and ignite their courage. Welcome to Women Who Triumph. On today's show, we have Tracy Bogan. Tracy Bogan, welcome to Women Who Triumph. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me on the call today. You're you're very welcome. You know, with Women Who Triumph, uh, it is about women of the obstacles that they've had to overcome to be the successful woman they are today. And you and I have spoken a few times, and you have such a remarkable story. You are just the courageous woman, uh, just, you know, just taking chances to be who you are today. So what I would like to start with um, is, you know, how your life started and the sexual abuse of that happened with you and how you came such an advocate for that and how the Bogan bill was passed. Okay, so I'm a girl from Racine, Wisconsin, had a, a great childhood, just had a dirty little secret inside of that childhood and that was being sexually abused as a child and I held that secret in until I was I think around 20 years old where I finally confided it to my best friend who encouraged me to not hide it any longer and to not only make the confrontation with my abusers but to as well let my family know and that was a one of the most difficult things to do is to air that dirty laundry in the family. And unfortunately, as a result of that exposure, our family divided and got divorced. 
and we haven't spoken in since I was 20. I'm 47. Ironically, this coming weekend, I will be seeing them for the first time in all of these years. My grandmother just passed away, and one of her, my final conversation with her, I, I asked her, if you could have any wish granted in your life, what would it be? What things are left unsaid or undone for you? And it was her broken family and that her heart was broken all these years that we've been divided. And so it's unfortunately she's not here to bear witness to this. But after all of these years, we're having our, our first steps forward into seeing each other and being in, in each other's space and seeing where that goes. So and healing I'm, again. I'm nervous healing and excited family. all at the same time. Yes. We're, we're healing our family. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. You know, going through, you know, someone going through sexual abuse and, you know, I've went through that with the sexual abuse. It's the, you know, the shame and, you know, I've seen like yourself, so many families that have been divided, um, you know, because of that. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's really sad. Um, so how are you feeling about seeing your family this weekend? I'm excited with a twist of nervousness in there. And, but I'm, I'm embracing the opportunity that any step in a forward motion is a beautiful step for any family. Divided families are such a sensitive such a sensitive topic and pride and ego gets in the way. And if, if just one person can make the, can separate themselves and remove themselves and just make the first step and let bygones be bygones and water under the bridge, be water under the bridge. Many people can have the opportunity to repair. If this family can repair after all these years of silence and after all the things that have transpired, I believe that any family can heal and repair itself. Yeah, any any family can. Now, you became an advocate um, for, you know, a sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so the statute of limitations had expired for me to to prosecute my perpetrators one of them even confessed it and it's tape recorded by the police department and even with a tape recorded confession and even with him admitting to molesting multiple people in the neighborhood because his wife did babysitting sitting for a living even with all of those even with the confession and even with the the police department being involved he couldn't be prosecuted because of the statute of limitations that expired. So this man is free and he has abused so many children, even past that, even past the confession, since the confession. Oh my goodness. He can't be touched. He can't be touched. So I was, I was just so angry about that situation. And then I'm reading in the newspaper, I'm reading about a judge who gave somebody who sold boxer puppy dogs time in jail and someone who molested a child got a slap on the hand, the same judge. And all those things happen within the same week. So I called my state legislator and I said, what can I do? How can I make a difference? How can I 
contribute something to move, to change legislation and move it forward. And he said, I could write a letter. So I wrote a letter. Of course, nothing happened. So I called back and I said, you know, how many people have to write you a letter before something will be addressed regarding this situation? And he said, well, you can get multiple people to write letters. And obviously, the more letters we get, the, the, you know, we'll have a better chance at us addressing it. So I went down to the art fair and I started collecting signatures on a petition and we got up to 10,000 signatures and I went to his office in person and directed, uh, you know, presented him with the petition. And that very moment he looked up at me and said, you are one determined woman and this is an incredible cause to increase the criminal statute of limitations for sex crimes on children for the state of Wisconsin. That's what I was proposing to him. And right there in his office, we started the draft right there in his office in Little Racine, Wisconsin. His name is George Petak. And from that moment forward, it just, a, a new journey began. So I didn't intentionally wake up one day and decide to be an advocate. It was really out of, you know, even, and, and, and even though the statute of limitations had, had expired, Due to the grandfather clause, I, it was anybody after me. So I didn't, and I knew going in that there was nothing that I could do on my end. But my way of stepping into it and my way of healing and my way of having my voice be heard was through that initial legislation. So I didn't one day wake up desiring to be an advocate. It was truly just out of heartness and and out of pain and even out of anger for what I saw going on in the community and other people being abused as well and nothing being able to get done. And so just helping other women how, and young correct. girls. Yeah. Correct. Oh my goodness. So Senate, I mean, bill, go ahead. Senate bill number five five six was the legislation we initially started and then we worked with the we did assembly bill number 250, which was a, a sister bill with the, cha- you know, with the, the intention was that one of the two bills would get passed. And we started them at the same time on both sides between the Senate and, and, um, and the assembly and assembly bill number 250 is the one that actually got signed into law. And when that day happened, it was just an incredible sense of, satisfaction and sense of peace. And I felt like that was my healing, that, that, that was my closure that I needed for me to move forward. Yeah. And not just for you, but you, I mean, just think of how many young girls and how many women that you have helped, you know, um, by this Absolutely. law. I, I got a 33 page handwritten letter from someone and through the years, I've received multiple letters. I still have them in a in a Manila envelope in my office. I've they've been in there for years. Yeah. Um, and just as a reminder of lives have been touched as a result of that law passing. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I lost you there for a second, but we didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, this you know, um, you know, you're you know, such courageous um, 
you know, I have to thank you myself, you know, and I know others out there are thanking you for taking, you know, the step to do, you know, and to protect other young girls and other women, you know, in this world, in this country, um, to, to protect them uh, from their, you know, abusers, which is, you know, at, um, yeah, it's a little taken back, um, but it's it's just thank you. Absolutely. You know, thank you so much. Now, if you had one thing that you wanted to tell a young girl um, today or a young woman that has been abused, what would you what would your message be to them today? My message would be is that. There is healing and there is hope and that there is life after sexual abuse or any kind of abuse, abuse, any kind of trauma. There is life after that. And the journey to healing, you don't have to take a trip around the world and spend tens of thousands of dollars like I did to find a mirror. All you have to do, you don't even have to leave your own home. All you have to do is have the courage to look into the mirror and embrace the journey of healing because all healing lies within. And it's really about having a connection with yourself. And when you're connected with yourself, you can feel the connection with your source, no matter who that source is to you. So it's having the courage to face the mirror and and self-talk to have self-talk for yourself we all have thinking thinking and we all have negative messages and the negative voice that comes out from many people almost on a daily basis and every time you notice that negative little voice it just being the noticer you take back a little piece of your power if you could replace Every time you catch yourself having negative thinking that I'm not good enough and I don't know how and I'm ugly and I'm not a good person, I don't feel safe. If you could replace those negative messages with something positive that I am good, I am on purpose, I do have a light, I do have a voice, I do have a purpose, I do have a mission here. Just by replacing it with something positive, you can change your life by the power of your thinking and the power of your words. Absolutely. And what I do every morning and, you know, I tell a lot of my clients and, you know, look in that mirror every morning when you wake up and tell yourself how much you love yourself and give yourself a huge hug. Because, you know, you you matter. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, you matter to this world and, you know, there's only one of you and, you know, you are unique and you have a purpose for this life. And uh, and that's what I do every morning. And that's what I tell my clients every morning, you know, to do to themselves, just give themselves a huge hug. Now, you you know, you just mentioned a few minutes ago about, you know, you're taking your tour. Tell us about your, you know, your world tour. You are you're such a brave lady. When I heard heard your story last week, when you tell me, it's like, oh my goodness! I wish I had the courage she did. <laughs> so, 
the I went from a factory making refrigerator handles to I started off my best with the encouragement of my best friend Amy to go back to school that I had something more to contribute than making refrigerator handles. And I got my medical assistant certificate and then I became a phlebotomist and then an x-ray tech and fast forward in an 18 year career in the medical field, I ended working for a renowned plastic surgeon working in the surgery suite. And it was the best, most fun job I've ever had. I just would give thanks every day when I pulled into that parking lot at work. I felt so lucky to work there and be in that environment. And um, my, my life jumped off track a little bit, being exposed to some celebrities in the movie scenes. You know, Hawaii is a great place for filming movies. And I was hanging around some some stars and whatnot. And my life just jumped off track. And I began going out eight days a week. And one day I woke up with a hangover and I looked into the mirror and I said, I am more than this. I am more than this. What do I want? What do I really, really, really want for my life? And I had this knowingness that I've always dreamed about going around the world. I've always dreamed to see the world. I always dreamed of playing with monkeys and being in the jungle and going to Africa and being Europe and spending time in China. I just always had that dream. And it was clear in that moment. I called every friend in Hawaii. I said, come to my home for free and take anything out of my three-bedroom house that you would like. Absolutely free. Just take it. I bought a map and circled everywhere in the, in the world I ever dreamed to go and everywhere in America. I bought a backpack and on the 76th hour of making that new choice for myself, I was on an airplane into the unknown. My first stop was Racine, Wisconsin to come and tell my family of this crazy dream, this crazy new thing I was going to embark on. And I connected with my best friend, Amy, who said, I'm coming with you. And we left just a short time later. We spent a year crisscrossing America, seeing all the sites and doing odd jobs along the way. I didn't have the money to go when I left. I did not have the money to go, but I had a strong enough why. And when you keep your eye on the why, the what doesn't matter and the how always shows up. Absolutely. I sold my plasma clear across America. I dog walked. I house sat. I collected aluminum cans. I bartered with butchers for food. I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches 365 days in a row. We'd make a pot of spaghetti last for a week because going out to eat was off the table, out of the budget, not an option. We used the library for research because we even even gave away the computer. Wow, that is absolutely so no, an amazing story. And, and you but none of it was, yeah, none of it was fast. None of it, it was fun, and none of it was easy. But that was the price I was willing to pay to afford my dream. Right, I have to pay a price for something. What are we willing to give up and let go and forego to create the space to to prioritize what's really important? You see, we all think we don't have the time or the money, but that's not the truth. We always find the time and the money for that which is the most important to us. Mm-hmm. And this 
dream of mine to see the world was just that important to me. So I found the time and I found the money and I did things that were not comfortable in order to afford the dream to do it. So we saw all the sites in America for a year and then we went internationally for a year. And that's where your discipline comes in. You know, it's, um, you know, not going out to eat and, you know, living your dream you know, you have to be disciplined, right? Yes, there are some things you have to sacrifice along the way. Mm-hmm. Only they didn't feel like sacrifices at the time. That's just the label that I'll give it. Mm-hmm. We have to stop doing things. We have mm-hmm. to stop doing habits that don't serve us and start doing things and creating better habits and new habits that support the new vision, no matter what it is. Now, how old were you when you when you started your tour? You call you call it the Hawaiian Hangover story. Um, how and I love that, by the way. <laughs> um, how old were you when you started the tour? Thirty-three. Wow, that is absolutely it was, amazing. It was thirty-three years old. That mm-hmm. was the my age. That was the first time I put a goal on a piece of paper. It was age thirty-three. Now, tell me what the difference is between, you say, a dreamer and a dream, dreampreneur. What's the difference between this? First, I spent most of my life being a dreamer and watching everybody else get there before me. And one day I realized that a dreamer are those who have a disease called someday-itis. They have big goals, lofty dreams, and exciting aspirations that they intend to pursue someday. But for most, like in the dictionary, death day will always come before your someday. A dreampreneur, on the other hand, is one who has the unrelenting will to achieve their boldest goal or most daring dream that aligns with their soul's purpose and brings them a life of joy and prosperity. Mm, I love that. Absolutely. You know, we all have such big dreams, uh, but we're afraid to take that step to create that dream. And here's what I discovered why we're afraid to take the step. Most people don't even know what it is that they desire. 97% of the entire human population does not have a clearly defined goal for themselves written on a piece of paper with a do it date. You can separate yourself from the herd of the population and be in the top 3% simply by writing down your deepest desire and setting a do it date and then planting your flag in the ground, declaring it, and giving yourself permission that you're worth it to achieve it. That is so true. Can you tell us a little bit about your book called The uh, The Backpack Diaries? I love that name. The Backpack Diaries, it's the adventure-based book of me and my best friend Amy, who one day woke up, gave away all of her earthly possessions, strapped on a backpack, and set off to explore the world. I've I've been to 54 countries through six continents for two years with an 82 pound backpack on my back. And halfway through our adventure, Amy returns home and finds the gateway to falling in love. 
And mm-hmm. I stay on the adventure for another 17 countries by myself, discovering the gateway and bridging the gap between me and me, growing mm-hmm. congruent with my own truth, with my own purpose, with my own voice, and in stepping into my own power on that journey. And it's the first book in the world that uses the QR code inside of the book that brings the world to your lap in a fun and inspiring way. So it's actually a movie inside of a book. There's 90 minutes of video footage inside of the book. While you're reading each chapter, it comes to life right on your lap. Oh, that is amazing. And, you know, Amy, you talk a lot about Amy and Amy is a key to, you know, your whole life of actually how you ended up in Hawaii. I thought that was an, an incredible story uh, that how I asked you, you know, how you end up from Wisconsin to Hawaii. Can you share that? You know, because I say Amy is a key to where you've been today. So Amy was really the first friend in my life, the first person that gave me permission to dream. And one day, you know, while I was working in the, in the factory, making refrigerator handles, I had a back injury and I had to go to physical therapy. And she was a new intern and she was my physical therapist. She was only here for a short period of time. And we became instant best friends. And we rode at our local watering hole and it was snowing. We were looking out the picture windows, sharing a pitcher of beer and admiring the, the gorgeous snowflakes, but playing a game called what if. And by the end of the night, it was what if we moved to Hawaii and lived on a tropical island and lived the beach life? What if life were fun and, and life were like a vacation? And by the end of the evening, we were moving to Hawaii. But the next day after a hangover haze, we, we were talking and, and I called and said, wow, that was a lot of fun last night. And what a great dream to be able to move to Hawaii. That would be really cool to do someday. And she, she said to me, why can't we? Why can't we move to Hawaii? We're single. We have no children. We can get a job doing what we do anyplace. Why can't we? And those words just echoed through my body and pierced my heart. And 30 days later, we moved to Hawaii. Mm. Amy stayed for five months. She got tired of the beach life, wanted to go home. I stayed for 10 fruitful years, and it was the best, most fun decade of my life. That changed the course and the direction and the trajectory of who I am, was living in Hawaii for 10 years by myself, just little old me without knowing a single person when I got there. Now, in Wisconsin, did you grow up in a you know very small farm town? I grew up in a town called Racine, and at the time, most of my life, there were about a population of eighty thousand. Now it's somewhere around a hundred thousand. Wow. Okay, uh, yeah. If, if, when I heard that story you was telling me about Amy, it, you know, it just reminded me of you know go out and, you know, create the life that you totally deserve and the life that you totally want in this life. Because there's only one thing that's stopping you is your willingness to do that. Absolutely. We get in our own way of achieving it is what we desire. We're, we're our worst enemies of getting in our own way. 
we are and we get too comfortable with ourselves, uh, you know, the surroundings and we forget like you, you were, we were talking earlier, we forget about our dreams and going after our dreams. Um, you know, there's something there's an, a barrier that stops us from that, um, which is, uh, you know, which is sad because we, you know, our dreams, we only live once go after them. Now, the one thing, um, you know, what lesson when you were backpacking, what lesson, you know, did you, when you were going around the world, what would lesson would you like to leave with the audience today? Number one would be to only take advice from those who have climbed the mountain before you. Only take advice from those who already have the results of what you are seeking to do in your life. Number two, to write down your goals, set a do it date, and give yourself permission that you are worth it because you are worth it. Mm-hmm. The Calvary is not coming to save you. You are in charge and responsible for everything that happens in your life. You are responsible. And there's a difference between being reactive and being responsible, truly being responsible to your heart's deepest desire. It doesn't matter your upbringing or your background or your conditions of where you came from and and how you were born into the world. You have the power within yourself to turn it around and everything is learnable. Mm -hmm. If someone has done it before you, it's learnable. I further advise to, or recommend to work with a mentor or read some good books. There's some incredible personal development books out there that can assist you on your journey of moving yourself forward. Now, if there was one word to describe Tracy, what would you say it is and why? Perseverance. Mm. Absolutely. Perseverance. Mm-hmm. And why? I just, for myself, you know, I play this, this game with the marbles. It's something that I teach. And when I go speaking to groups, I always do this exercise that the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, says that the average lifespan of an, of an American is 78 years old. And so if we all live to be 80, and tomorrow is promised to no one, Chris, we all know that. Mm-hmm. If we live to the ripe old age of 80, I ask everyone to take 80, subtract their age, and circle their number. And for some people, they're going to see that they have more years behind them than they have left ahead of them. Anything past 80 are bonus years. But in the time frame that we have left here, if there's something that we don't have in our life, it's because we're not choosing into it. Mm-hmm. It's because we don't have a belief about ourselves that we can do it or that we're worth it to have it or to achieve it. And we all have the ability and the, and the power to learn whatever steps and keys and tools that we have to learn to have it. We all have that capacity. 
So perseverance is choosing what it is that you desire and having the unrelenting will, despite all fears, obstacles, and opposition to get it done. If it's truly your heart's desire, there should be nothing that gets in the way of having it. And so that's how perseverance comes for me. And it reflects in every day when I look at my jar of marbles, I have 32 marbles left in my jar. That's 32 more birthdays and Christmases and 32 more opportunities in my lifetime through years to leave my mark, my footprint in the world and leave behind a light that will outlive me for generations to come. Yeah. And I love the marble. Um, Tell us a little bit more about the marble. you, You know, your jar of marbles. So the jar of marbles, and if you, I I actually have a video, if you go to tracybogan.com, that's T-R-A-C-I-B-O-G-A-N.com, I have a video of the marble story. And it's just a simple reminder, if marbles were our years, how many do you have left in your jar going based on the average lifespan of an 80-year-old? Subtract your age, circle your number, that's how many years you have left in marbles. What are you willing to do with the time that you have left while you're here? Mm, I love that. I mean, because it's it's just a reminder, you know, put it on your desk and remind yourself to live. And like you were saying earlier, when the president about the worthiness, I think that's a a lot of, you know, this is just just me of others that they don't think they're worthy of, you know, of doing or dreaming or creating uh, the life of love, or they don't think they have enough money, or they don't think they have enough education to be worthy enough to achieve what they want in life. Exactly. They Mm -hmm. don't have a vision Uh and they haven't reverse engineered the action steps to get to the vision. Right. uh, We wake up, Without a plan for life, and when you don't have a plan for life, everybody else's plans will take over your life. Mm-hmm. You have to create a vision. It's not about setting a goal on a piece of paper. It's about creating a vision and creating the roadmap to get there. And when you have your vision, keep your eye on the vision and stay the course. Whatever mm-hmm. you desire can be done. You just have to feel it and believe that you can achieve it mm-hmm. and be the person who is worthy of the success. And also surround yourself with people who support your vision and breathe mm-hmm. life and hope into your life. And then you create momentum by, by taking daily, consistent, relentless action toward mm-hmm. your deepest desire. Now, I forget who it was when you were sitting there talking about it, and we're getting ready to close here in just a few minutes. Um, but it, And I forget who it was, was, um, you know, if... If you ask some 100 people of why they get up in the morning, they don't know why their why is. They're just following society of, okay, you know, why are you getting up in the morning? Well, I've got to go to work. Well, why do you wake up? Well, I've got to go to work. I've got to this, I've got to that. So it's, you know, and there's, I think, um, I, I forget what his name was, but there was only a percentage that knew what their why was. And those were the most successful people. The other people that didn't know their why and didn't dream. And when they're getting up were just the, you know, the followers, they're just going along with society every day, kind of like a robotic. 
Absolutely. And the last statistics I read on that very point was only 3% of the entire human population Mm -hmm. have their, their goal written down and the why behind the goal. You see, the why is the rocket fuel that will launch you through mm-hmm. all the obstacles and all the pain and all the pitfalls on absolutely. your journey towards your dream. Yeah. It's absolutely. the why. That's one of the most important gifts you can give to yourself is to go dig deep and go wide on mm-hmm. and finding the why that makes you cry. Like peeling back the layers of an onion through seven different layers, go seven times in on why it would be important for you to achieve that goal. What would it mean for you, for your family, for your community, for your world, if you actually achieve the goal you have written on the piece of paper? That's Mm -hmm. rocket fuel. Yeah. Now, what, you know, talking about the why, what is next for Tracy? So the Dreampreneur Tour, which will be a one-year journey across America in an RV, asking people, if time, money, and failure were not an object, what's your dream? What would your life look like? And what would you be doing differently? And just giving per- people permission to dream a new dream for themselves, just like I was giving permission to dream a new dream. Sometimes we just have to be guided and led in the direction. And sometimes it just requires a little nudge to set someone into a completely different direction for themselves. That's my next adventure. I love that. Not to mention the Backpack Diaries just got, we just signed with Mirror Dog Productions to be turned into a motion picture. Mm -hmm. So we're working on that for the next year. And there's fun things coming down Pike as well as a new book called From Hole to Hole. And that's H-O-L-E to W-H-O-L-E. And that's the journey of discovering my purpose, my voice, and my power. Mm. I love that. Um, now, if our, call, our, our listeners today uh, want to get a hold of you to learn more about, uh, you're such an amazing woman, the cur- your courage, and um, we are so much alike in, you know, uniqueness in the matters and, you know, and everything. So, you know, and thank you so much for being such an advocate for women just like myself uh, and, you know, doing, you know, for us and allowing us to have a voice uh, you know, beyond, but how can they get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? They can reach me through any social media platform, Tracy Bogan, be it Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, doesn't matter. It's all Tracy Bogan for all of them. Okay. Tracy with an I. My website is tracybogan.com, T-R-A-C-I-B-O-G-A-N.com. And last, I will invite your listeners on my website, they can schedule for a complimentary 45-minute dreampreneur strategy mm-hmm. session with me live on the phone. We'll cover three things. Where you are, where you desire to be, what's got you blocked from already being there and already achieving it. And then we'll go over your next steps to take the steps in that correct direction. Mm-hmm. So they can connect with me on a 45-minute phone call and they can book that right from the website. You know, what I would like to do is uh, I, I'm a challenger. I, I've always challenged myself and I'll challenge others. But what I would like to do, Tracy, if it's OK with you, is I would like to challenge um, the listeners today is to make a mold, uh, uh, a marble jar and take a picture of it and put it on your Facebook. I love 
that. And put That's it on your an Facebook. incredible idea. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, it, you know, and they can tag me in if they would like, but I would love to see that. And what I would love to, you know, to challenge them to do is just not that, but challenge them to also when they do that in the next whatever, how many years, because you and I are, about, are the same age. I'll be 47 in July. And I would like to, for them to write down their dream and their why on that too and challenge just challenge here here's here's what i'll give your audience chris i will give them the complete template on mapping out their dream writing down their why and there's some other things on that paper all they have to do is text get out your phones and in the place where you're going to put a phone number you're going to text 64 600 that's 64 600 you're going to text the word dare to in the message box you put the word d-a-r-e the number two d-a-r-e the number two you're going to text it to 64600 all it's going to do is ask you for your email address and i will email you that gift you'll get that gift instantly to get you moving in the direction of your dreams and get you in touch with your why Love it. Thank you so much for that gift for us. Thank you so much. So again, thank you, Tracy, for allowing me to interview you and have an amazing time in Wisconsin. And, um, you know, will you be at conference uh, in August? I have, um, I will be there uh, based on a being a keynote speaker out okay. of country. If, if, if that does it. not schedule at that time, I'll be at conference. I would look forward to meeting you. Absolutely. would love to come and present at your eWomen Network in, okay. Charlotte, in North yes. Carolina sometime. Okay. Yes. And thank you for having me be a guest well, on your um, show anytime. I, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. <laughs>